0: You can do in this town. You set it up and turn it around. We might have come from somewhere else. but this is where we found ourselves. Welcome to the local show. People you work with, people you know. Welcome to another edition of the local show, our first edition this summer, you guys, thanks for joining us here. On Grassroots Community Network, host and range of stations now. We are reaching out to our Facebook Live audience, our YouTube audience, and podcasts. So thanks for joining us, guys, where we feature inspirational locals now in our 16th year each week on the local show. Really excited to welcome a longtime friend of mine, longtime local. And uh, we'll call a local legend and more, <laughs> Michael Ferrara. Welcome to the show, buddy.
1: Thank you, Eric. Thank you. Mongo. <laughs> yeah. Mongo's that in the house. A long, that was a long time ago, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. well, we'll
0: talk about Mongo a little bit. Okay. But we're going to go back a little farther even to Williamsville, New York.
1: Right. My were hometown. Were you born and raised in uh, b- Born in, the, in Buffalo, in the city. Okay. And when I was five, we moved to this uh, farming community north of Buffalo. Okay. That became by the time we left was a Nouveau Reach suburb. So okay. part of the expansion.
0: But was that time to go then at that point? Uh, no, no. I no, just I, the just, way I it tried evolved. to grow up. Yeah. <laughs> um
1: but you know, Buffalo it's a great place to be from. Yeah, yeah. You
0: know. Well we said but, that in Wisconsin. Yeah. We've weather. had those same kind of winters. Yeah, absolutely. Like real winter. Yeah. yeah. Like and cold that, you know, cold. so yeah. So <laughs> Denali is not that wild, right. you know it, it's you know, it's yeah. I know, well, when you have a certain perspective, like, you know, growing up in that area of the country and it's like super cold and it's humid. So you get right, like that bone yeah. chilling cold. Then you hear t- people around here talk about, oh, God, that day was so cold up in the bowl. And you kind of go, kind of snicker a right, little yeah, bit. Yeah, exactly. And you've been right. up Denali and some, yeah. some of the biggest but peaks in the world so, too. So uh, uh, Dave Hahn, I don't know if you know Dave, he writes for Outside yeah, Magazine. Yeah, I've heard of Dave He's Yeah,
1: yeah uh, uh, Everest and RMI Guide. Okay. Is also, uh, at one point, he may still
0: be the American with the most Everest summits. No, he's kidding. from Buffalo. He's from Buffalo. Do you know how many times he's summited? Everest? I Do not. Okay, but probably maybe double digits. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Seems yeah. like a lot of these guys. Are yeah, 10 to 20 18. times. That, yeah, yeah, something like that. It's incredible. But, yeah, it's incredible. So, so moving on. How did you end up in You ended up in Aspen in the late 70s, right?
1: Right. What so, was
0: that story? Um, like? uh, I was going to go to law
1: school. Decided it wasn't right for me, um, and decided. Uh, recession, rust belt wasn't right. I just started to ski, and so I packed up and moved to Denver. Okay. Was working in Denver um, for Motorola and took a ski trip out here for a weekend ah. to visit my ex-wife's friends, saw the valley, and went, oh, my goodness gracious, <laughs> This is and um, <laughs> came up with this plan for Motorola. I flew back to Chicago, told them that western Colorado – Southern Wyoming and eastern Utah were a contiguous economic zone based on energy, ranching, and recreation and should have their own sales territory and ah. sales manager
0: who was based in Aspen. And so you kind of created the position basically for the region right. and, and sold them on that need. <laughs> and they bought it and next thing I know. They I did I was, and,
1: and then you're here. I moved here and I had salesmen stretched out and there was some stuff that happened and now I'm here. Wow! <laughs> yeah,
0: you know? And then you would go on. Well, that's an interesting. How did you transition? Then ultimately, to, like, did you go so right to Ski Patrol? No, after that, I was or... so no. I was
1: a I was a, a fair. I was Motorola salesman of the year. I was oh wow. But the um, patrol director at Vail was also their communications director. Okay. The president of Motorola and son of the founder has a house there, and would stop and visit him. So I said, no one's handling this account but me, and. <laughs> We became personal friends, and I lived his life of sea patrol in the winter and fishing guide in the summer. Oh, nice. And I went, okay. I just got to give it a try. <laughs> Couldn't <laughs> hurt. I mean, you know. Yeah, I mean, no, it's a crazy idea. but. What a, yeah, what a great idea, though, right? Cause it that turns would out now, into Friends who were like, this is stupid. I can't believe you're doing this. Yeah. Now, at yeah. this point in our lives, are going, how did you know?
0: <laughs> I like, go, I good didn't. call. I didn't. I, I had no idea. Wasn't it more like, um, like, for me, more like following your heart? Like it was like this charted plan and diagrammed out, you know, like carefully plotted thing. It was more just follow your heart, right. and then you fall into that mountain right. lifestyle.
1: Joseph Campbell has a saying that follow your bliss and doors will open for you where they wouldn't for someone else. Yeah, I like that. And, and, and I've been a big... Now you have to look at the door and be willing to open it, but, you know, it's, it's worked for me for whatever...
0: And then you'd go on to ski patrol, and you served uh, with the local ski patrol for how long?
1: About 30 years, then a few in Utah. Wow. And that's how I got, so when I became a patrolman, I got into first aid. Okay. Really liked first aid, and I'd always been a science nerd. And so I became (laughs) an EMT and then a paramedic. And then, you know, there was just a place for a paramedic with um, basic mountain skills. And that's what took me on some of these, to the Arctic
0: and Denali and things like that. So, and, you, and we're going to take a break in just a second here, Michael, but um, you had lived in the Arctic. for You for, lived there for a while, right? A little over a year. A little over a year. Just, yeah. just briefly, what's that like? Because oh, that's one of the craziest things that I read in your bio. Oh,
1: um, <laughs> so we were in the, uh, just on the north side of the Brooks Range, the base of Attigan Pass. Okay. There was a, a repair project on the pipeline. So there were 400 of us living in trailers, okay. work trailers, out on the Arctic Plain. Magnificent place. The eastern boundary of the camp was the western boundary of Anwar. Oh, wow. So we could, on, you know, our time off, we would go wander around in Anwar. Incredible. It was brilliantly Wow. Was that
0: Eliesco Pipeline? Yes. That you were working? Okay, yeah. okay.
1: Um, but, yeah, it's just such a, you know, grizzlies, the porcupine caribou herd, doll sheep, Arctic wolves, um, muskox ravens it's wow full but, on but um, there's not a lot of culture right 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 you can't 400, just, 400 working can't just guys go like to the music trailers. tent or
0: yeah. or the institute yeah. to see madeline albright and of speech. course in december it's dark <laughs>
1: <laughs> right, right, right. And cold. But that sounds
0: like a very hearty, very like fulfilling. Good place. Good place for a
1: guy from Buffalo or Wisconsin. Right, there you
0: go. Go to a warmer climate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're going to take a quick break, Michael. Rehydrate. Okay. Get ready for the main body of the show. And we're going to be talking about nature bathing, <laughs> among other things. Right. Do you guys have your soap yeah. and your shampoo? Right. Not <laughs> we're going to take a quick break, our early break of the show, guys. I do want to thank our generous underwriters this summer for making our summer series June through September happen. We have the Aspen Square, Kluge Properties, Independence Pass Foundation, Pickin County Landfill, Sundog Athletics. We're going to go to a quick break. Uh, thanks to our sponsors. Just make sure I got them all. Yep, first time for the season, got them. <laughs> and uh, we'll be back in two minutes with Michael Ferrara. He's been written up in several magazines, including Outside with a feature article on the Today Show with his dog, Lotse, <laughs> And uh, he's got a lot to share with us, you guys, and how he's helping people. Uh, in a very meaningful way out in the great outdoors. So don't go away. I'm so passionate about this community. I absolutely love living here and raising my family here. It gives me a lot of pride to share this with my friends and my clients and help them achieve their their dreams of owning an Aspen Snowmass. And, enjoying this incredible lifestyle. Celebrating another great summer season, Aspen Square Hotel is the hospitality place featuring fireplace studio suites and larger condominiums with full hotel style services in the center of downtown Aspen. Aspen Square is proud to support the local show.
1: Curbside recycling is now included with your trash service in Pitkin County. You can reduce your waste footprint and shrink your trash bill by recycling right. Learn more at landfillrules.com.
0: The Independence Pass Foundation. For 30 years, restoring and protecting the ecological, historical, and aesthetic integrity of Independence Pass. To learn more, independencepass.org. Sundog Athletics, Aspen's Adventure Sports School is your opportunity to experience the most beautiful adventure locations and gain new skills to be safer, perform better, and have more fun. Fresh updates on mountain and road biking, hiking, canoeing, snowshoeing, and fat biking adventures at sundogathletics.com, Sundog Athletics on Facebook and Instagram. Welcome to We're back here on The Local Show. Thanks for sticking with us here on Grassroots Community Network and Facebook Live. Thanks for watching us, you guys. And i uh, joined by Michael Ferrara, who's a longtime Aspen Skiing Company patroller, a rescuer, a mountaineer, a man about a, uh, 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 the cop, Arctic Circle. Cop for a while, deputy sheriff. That's right. Worked coroner. for the sheriff's department for a while. As- for coroner you- and assistant coroner. Yeah, I was deputy coroner. Were you working for- with Tom Grady? At all, or after uh, I've Grady? worked with Grady for quite some time. Grady's a long friend of
1: mine. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah you know, since the was,
0: Copper Horse days. Oh,
1: yeah. He, oh, he, yeah. He was the patrol director
0: when I was a deputy.
1: Okay. Great, a
0: terrific guy. I like, okay, so, Michael, you've, you've seen a lot, to say the very least, including some pretty gruesome accidents. And I remember back in 2001 when the private plane crash happened, uh, obviously near the Aspen Airport. 18 people, I believe, were killed. Yes. And from friends of mine who were also fire department and other first responders, couldn't really even describe that, you know, or want to describe it. And things like that are just, uh, I can't imagine, Um, but heard some of the language and descriptions from something like that. And then um, a mutual friend of ours, I knew Corey Bratman, We had actually mutually dated, not at the same time, but Charlotte Fox. So we were just one of Fox's men. Right. yeah. We'll call him. And right. I knew Corey. And it was really when Corey died, I believe, when he was skiing power line, uh, uh, yeah, off, yeah. off the back of Aspen yeah. Mountain, Yeah, and, 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 and he uh, died in an avalanche. Pandora's. That yeah. it was kind of almost like the last straw. It seemed like for you, in terms of like just strings and strings of tragedies and all these things. And um, can you talk a little it, bit about that kind of the? It, you know, it was.
1: It was the I had been struggling since two thousand six with what we now call cumulative incident stress disorder. Okay. So not one specific incident. Right. But a, a drip, constant drip, drip, drip of significant incidents over twenty, a career of 20, 25 years. Um, you know, later in this I was to find out that twice as many first responders each year take their own lives as die in the line of duty. Oh, and, wow. And that's what has really stimulated the, whole, the presentations I do in that. Okay. So I was struggling with it. Things got pretty bad. Um, I have had a slew of orthopedic injuries and uh became addicted to opiates as a self medication. Okay, you know, that okay, I work my 50 60 hours, and when I get off, I'll just take a couple Percocet. because it relieves my physical as well as my mental and emotional pain. Sure, a bad treatment plan, All in all, that's the self-medicate. Self-madica- <laughs> self no, the opiates plan. itself, all of that. Yeah. but we but get, it, we it works for it. the moment, perhaps. Right? right, but that's the problem. Because then you can go in escape. Four, four hours, you escape. Right, but you come back in, and, and pretty working. soon the yeah. dependency, the fear. Now, when you're going, getting straight to go back to work, you're going through this emotional withdrawal. It, it's just a bad, it's, it's terrible. So it became a cycle or the yeah. spiral, you know, and then and you kind of. So I was struggling with with that, and then. Corey's um, death uh, really sort of sent me over the edge. Um, I had a couple more friends die. And then um, on the first Sunday in February, I had a SIDS death. Uh, And I won't get into the whole thing, but it was the final straw. And I just went into this spiral and eventually had a a breakdown and uh, got the help. That I needed, and and one of the par- places uh, was down in Carbondale, correct? Yes, Jay Walkers is where I did my um, outpatient drug therapy. Okay, awesome. And then and well, this is kind of interesting because I initially get assigned to a psychiatrist here, who um, spends twenty minutes or an hour talking about himself, diagnoses me with uh, a, an addiction issue, no PSD, and writes cool. me a script for twenty. 20- xanax Oh, great! luckily my sister worked for the university for the school of medicine she ran the given institute so she had contacts in the department of psychiatry and they guided me to a ptsd guy at the university in denver right and that's where i started to make recovery with the ptsd and then jaywalkers in carbondale is where i did my um, my drug therapy and uh, that's one of the issues in this that there really there's virtually no place for an individual who's suffering to go, right? Um, and I ended up having to put my own program together, and that was part of what I'm preaching. I'm, I'm sort of an evangelist now. <laughs> <I> never, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm out there preaching Did you say the, hallelujah? the gospel. Yeah, about <laughs> uh, about cumulative incident stress disorder, in, in, in civilian rescuers, and. Um, so that's one of the things that I preach in there. There's, the system has to be easily accessible. It has to be appropriate. You know, you, you, you don't go to a urologist for your knee injury. You know, they're both doctors, but you know, there's, there's right. certain things. So through that, um, I started to feel like I was not alone. More people were having this problem than I was. Okay. And um, the outside, I talked to outside and they wanted to profile this story. And so they did the article. And when the article came out, I got hundreds of contacts from people. Your story is my story. Your story is my husband's story. All of these people are coming from everywhere wow. telling me, you're right, it's going on out here. Yeah. And then I start doing the presentations. Um, Wilderness Medical Society called me up and asked me to do And out of the audience, a half a dozen people come up with their stories. Unbelievable. And so every place I go now to do one of these, people are coming up. I mean, and then you add that to twice as many first responders will take their own death, lives as'll die in the line of duty,
0: and you go, okay, there, there's something's wrong
1: here. And for a lot of reasons, we're,
0: we're not addressing it. Well, what's incredible reading the Outside magazine article is that over 24 million Americans are affected with PTSD. So you really, like, you you came forward almost like a pioneer because you spoke about it, and then you spoke in the media and then inspired all these other people to kind of come forward or maybe lower their fear level or their apprehension uh, to where they come forward, they say, hey, you know, we'd yeah. love to get that help too, or we went through this. And then you kind of developed a methodology because you literally were like, again, self-medicating, but this time in the outdoors. Right, and so so are you a part of that... You
1: know, it, uh, these people are coming out of the woodwork to, you know, to let me know that this problem ex- exists. And, you know, we're just not dealing with it. One woman from Harvard said to me, um, I was at the tsunami. I was in Bosnia. I've been all these places, and I'm fine. I came back from Haiti. I'm a wreck. And I won't go into it. We, we figured out what wrong. But she said, your article gave me permission to admit what was going on with me. You'd be willing to stand out like that gave me permission and recognize and talk about what was going on. And I thought that was cool. Now, the bad thing is she went to her um, hospital and said, I have PTSD, and she was informed uh, physicians from this or that education
0: do not get PTSD. Oh, and okay. And was more into that. but so, so finding the right professional is key. And connecting with the outdoors. So and this, and and in the midst f- of all of my my troubles... Um, I'm given this
1: questionnaire to fill out. Right? And I turn it in. I go, I stopped answering after the first page because every answer is yes. They went, this, this this is not funny, Michael. This means you're completely depleted of adrenaline, dopamine, serotonin. All of this stuff in your head has been going on for so long. You've used up. Um, so you are now on a no-adrenaline diet. Um, no skiing, no ski mountaineering, no ice climbing, none of this. And... Um, I take up I just started Nordic skiing. I'm a classic skier, so I started I go out three, four hours a day Nordic skiing. Now I had described to the shrinks that it was like the inside of my head was the inside of a giant black dome, and on that ceiling were constantly playing dozens and dozens of slideshows of just terrible, terrible things. And I couldn't I you know, I couldn't stop them. They ran constantly. And every now and then a trigger one would bring one to the forefront. And when that happens, your subconscious doesn't know that it's not happening right now. So it triggers all of those chemicals of adrenaline and and depression and and all that. Um, So that was part of the struggle. So I take up this Nordic skiing. And after about um, 10 days, I call up the doc in Denver and go, they've stopped. He said, what? I said, the slideshows have stopped. He said, when? I said, I don't know. But they're not running. And so I I kind of attributed this to the left right left right EMDR
0: of classic
1: Nordic skiing. And being in the out of doors. And with
0: Let's say my dog, but that's a let's touch on EMDR because that's that's part of the rhythmic movement, yes. correct? Of Nordic skiing the, the, or walking or rollerblading. Right.
1: The concept so, being is that horror show lives in your right brain. Okay. By stimulating that left, right, left, right and in therapy, they put a little buzzer in your hands, and they have you visualize a, a pleasant place. Okay. And it, that rhythmic thing brings the f- function of your brain back to center. Okay. Uh, and so I was the first attributing it to EMDR, but I was preaching it in my presentations as therapy, get outdoors, exercise, rhythmic, low mental stress kind of things – and then, um, lo and behold, uh, Florence Williams puts out her book. And um, I don't know, do we have those pictures of her book? And I think, well, yeah, I think we'll bring those up while we're talking. Okay. So, um, so anyhow, um, Florence comes out with this book. And basically, the concept is uh, looking at fractals creates an alpha state in your brain, which is the rest state where recovery occurs. Okay. Nature is made up of fractals. Okay. Looking, going out in nature creates an alpha state. And then she supports it with a lot of scientific data to show this. And I think we talked about the nature bathing, the Japanese
0: concept. Shinroku, you know, which they're doing in Japan. And and this therapeutic benefit of being in the forest, literally connecting to nature, connecting to wildlife, and really reconnecting with Earth, you know, Mother Earth. So there's the connection to nature there's the rhythmic movement or EMDR right. going on. And, and so you've each, got this therapy, like this really, like, natural, as natural as it gets, as I beautiful as it gets therapy. And I'm trying to
1: balance it now with maybe a little less of the EMDR and more of, I think we talked about this, that John Muir said never go hiking in the mountains. You should saunter. <laughs> and, you know, there's a danger here that being the Aspenites that we are, right. We'll start saying, "Well, I made this in 17 minutes yesterday. I can do it in 14 today."
0: Sauntering to 14 today. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is really fast yeah, focus yeah, right. saunter. Yeah, I'm fa-
1: sauntering, but <laughs> we call we- that hammering too. Right, right, I know <laughs> and <bike> exactly. <laughs> and there is benefit, absolutely. Endorphins yeah. and physical exercise, yeah. and um, yeah. uh, that can be part of it, but a part of your overall sauntering program. is. But that walking f- yeah. for 30 minutes, 40 minutes. In a quiet, you know, um, and observing, looking at the fractals, you know, I I've, I ran the imaging pass race several times, and then I finally drove up that Camp Bird Road and I went, oh my gosh, this place is beautiful. <laughs> right. But when you're racing, you're not looking around. You're just, you, you know, you're you're there, the guy ahead of you, you know. But so I think it's <laughs> crucial to get out there to walk slowly, quietly, and take in the fractals. Um, no cell phones. You know, it's part of the therapy. Is yes. The world, you are not that important
0: that the world can't live without you for one hour. Right, right. And the, the digital it, detox aspect. Break away from the electronics. So so part of it is disconnecting from from the hectic world, the electronic yep. world, the distracted digital world, and connecting on the other side to Earth. Yep and nature, and the rhythmic movements, and all the benefits of exercise. Uh, and then you could share that with other people. And with, you know, for
1: guys like us, um, it's the dog connection, And too, the dogs, because oh, unconditionally. I, I, yeah, well, <laughs> they're, they're the body sattva. Literally. Thought. They're the incarnation of the godlike being. Yeah. And if you were in tune with that being, um, the beauty, the honesty, all of the, those traits that yeah. you get to absorb in that, but that's kind of advanced, I mean. You, you can be distracted. You can talk a, to
0: me about that. Right. I'm all good with that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, a two-dog-at-a-time guy. I mean, so so I. I, Not just one, and two.
1: People are amazing. I want one on
0: each side for balance. We just came down from a Smuggler.
1: <laughs> and as a bicyclist you know, comes by, they go on a woe stay. And they're like, that's incredible. I mean, no, it's sit and stay. It, everybody should be doing this. Right, but right, anyhow. They're so, so used to yeah. seeing trained. Run, dogs running among them. <laughs> untrained dogs in yeah. Aspen. So, when so they're really trained. Yeah, I, I think... And it's being used in uh, PTSD therapy. It's being the used dog in, aspect. No, 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 the the outdoor, the nature okay. thing. Okay. Okay. PTSD in uh, stress-related illnesses. It's being used. Hospitals, inner-city hospitals are putting in uh, nature rooms. They're just screens, oh, awesome. television screens of nature, because again, the person sitting there is observing fractals, okay. which creates the alpha state, which so after a terrible code, they can go in and, and sit in there. So you're doing um, – so how does this manifest? You said you're a speaker, so you So go now speak. I'm going to – I'm trying to put together – and this is uh, – like I said, I'm, I have no plan for this. You know, the <laughs> speaking thing just happened to come out.
0: That's um, right. And
1: again. then, you know, the, oh, my gosh, there is something going on. This comes out, and I don't want to be – become the guru of nature walks um, <laughs> but I think I want to start developing this for this community yeah. and as a therapy program for some people and although we talked about it as a guide you want your goal should be that your client doesn't need you anymore yeah. so that's sort okay. of my I don't want long term relationships <laughs> I'm trying to figure out some way to help people get
0: introduced yeah. to this Right, equip them, and then they can go off and here's, be independent. Here's into, the rules.
1: No, you need to put that, no. shh, shh,
0: shh. Right, you know, just be guided into that state. Yeah, we're, you and I were talking before the show, equip the birdies so they can fly out of the nest on their own, and that's what you're doing. You're right. really equipping them um, so with the tools. I'm, I'm starting to work right now with the Depression
1: Center at the University of Colorado School of Medicine. Nice on a therapy program of this. Nice. Like I said, I don't want to become the guru of nature walks, but I think th- I think this is real. I think it's appropriate. I think it's a good therapy,
0: and I think it's got it's got science behind it. Well, it seems like you've always had that service to others in your I life. Know, like I, know. I mean, for <laughs> obviously for a long, long time. So it's along those lines, Mike. I want to give you love here. I mean, being <laughs> service of others is, is really so what, when they
1: first a wonderful. Le- thing. Let me go back to uh, work. After my breakdown, um, they said, no heroics. You can't, you know, no teaching. (laughs) You're you're on a heroics diet, too. Uh, So I ended up managing a home for developmentally adults in Glenwood. And of the eight clients, only one had speech. There were um, two developmentally disabled to to have speech processes. And I fell in love with it. I'm like, oh, no, please. Please."
0: So here's one more, Not after
1: 35 years of, (laughs) of um, emergency services now social services
0: another <laughs> service can, arrow yeah, in the quiver can't yeah,
1: can i want to be a realtor a diamond broker you
0: might or be a marriage counselor next no, no, I no. no. <laughs> don't go there yeah <laughs> like what do i know i don't know maybe what do you know let's not get too crazy with services yeah. <laughs> i
1: i have a friend here who just retired as a as a lawyer and she was doing some work for legal aid and she said i started getting into the door stuff and i said no i can't These, it's too insane.
0: We gotta. Hey, we're down to just a minute, buddy. But oh, I want to I, I thank you. Do you have any any closing thoughts for our viewers? And this has know, just been such a great show. I,
1: you know, I think so much. Uh, I think we're showing the cover of the Outside magazine.
0: Yeah. Um, oh yeah. All those look into that.
1: Up. Look at Florence Williams' books. Um, I think part of what's happening to our community here is we have become so urban centric yes. in our community. Yes. Twenty years ago, we were all out there. Right. You know. And, right. And we're becoming so wound up in our little urban environment here. I agree.
0: But I think it's a, good, it's a good course for Aspen. It's such a it's such a great topic and so relevant right now. I like to say now nah, more than ever. <laughs> it's, it's just getting crazier and crazier. Right, yeah. And Aspen's a little microcosm of the crazy I, I, society. Absolutely. So did you have fun on the show today? I had a great time. Thank you very much. Thank you for being here. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. I want to share some oh cookies I baked yeah, for you last
1: is, night. This is the only reason I came over here. I knew was this right? was really yeah. your, your <laughs> hidden agenda. I mean, I knew that... Eric's Organic Chocolate Chip. Absolutely. And, you know, faced previous guests of Klaus Obermeier and, you know, Olympians and, you know, well, you're Gretchen Blyer and Chris Klug, you know.
0: Well, I'm honored failed. to have you. And those guys only did it for the cookies, too. Yeah, I know, exactly. So, you know, you're right in there with those know, exactly. guys. Exactly. I hope you had fun you. today. I did, thanks. Thanks for sharing. And thank you guys for tuning in on our first show of the summer series. Check us out each week on Grassroots Community Network. I'm so passionate about this community. I absolutely love living here and raising my family here. It gives me a lot of pride to share this with my friends and my clients and help them achieve their their dreams of owning an Aspen Snowmass and enjoying this incredible lifestyle.
1: Curbside recycling is now included with your trash service in Pitkin County. You can reduce your waste footprint and shrink your trash bill by recycling right. Learn more at LandfillRules.com.
0: The Independence Pass Foundation. For 30 years, restoring and protecting the ecological, historical, and aesthetic integrity of Independence Pass. To learn more, IndependencePass.org. Sundog Athletics Aspen's Adventure Sports School is your opportunity to experience the most beautiful adventure locations and gain new skills to be safer, perform better, and have more fun. Fresh updates on mountain and road biking, hiking, canoeing, snowshoeing, and fat biking adventures at sundogathletics.com, Sundog Athletics on Facebook and Instagram.